Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to Say What? It's August 19th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Jan Shaw. And I suspect that Dolly might be here. I'm not I mean, she, I know she's she's out there going to join the show. I'm not sure she's there right now. So uh, hello there, uh, Walt. How are you doing tonight? Hello, Nancy. Uh, <clears throat> it's funny that you're, you're talking about, uh, you know, people are talking around this Thing that happened in Maui, and we have the uh, the what do you call it? The horrors of technology have finally reached Minneapolis. I got the notice in the mail that I'm going to get a smart meter, so I have to pay to opt out, which I'm, I'm opting out. <laughs> you, I never got the uh, I never got that ability. Um, oh. Jan, Jan, do you? How are you doing? Jan is in her new house in England. And uh, we're so excited that you got back and that you're settled. <laughs> well, in the process of settling, I'm still in kind of uproar here. Um, <clears throat> it's been a very exhausting almost three months since I landed, having moved around all over the place. And uh, finally, thankfully, and I'm sure I, I have no doubt there's a lot of synchronicity here about getting into this place it just feels that way so it's very nice um brand new very high tech it's frighteningly high tech even for me who's quite a techie but at least i'm here i have to say as i say it's been quite exhausting so if you hear any snoring during the show it'll be me nodding off because it's now 11 p.m so Oh God! Did you did you did you program the the house monitor to keep you awake? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> figured it out yet. I've, I mean, I've got so many damn manuals, and then there's all the appliances that are included, and an alarm system, and um, you can control your heating and God knows what else from an app. And as I, as I said to you offline, the door is like front door is electronic. And it can lock itself. So if you don't have a key fob, one of these like you get in a hotel, or you don't have your phone with the app on to get in, <laughs> you can get locked out. And it's like I'm paranoid, you know, have I got the thing with me? Because I haven't figured out <clears throat> when it will lock itself and when it won't. <laughs> so it's like, oh, my God. I've got visions of being stuck out on the front doorstep. So you need a bo- you need an electronic bottler then to take care of everything. <laughs> well, that would be nice. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> oh God! And I see that uh, Dolly's here now. Dolly, hello. Hi there. There she is. Okay. Okay. How are you doing tonight, Dolly? Wonderful. Ecstatically. Wonderful. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad somebody's way up on the vibrational frequency scale. That means that she, that means that she can uh, bring in the posse because she feels good. No, I don't feel good health wise. Oh, 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 emotionally, oh. I feel good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, 
Annette and I are still pretty darn sick, but I'm getting my voice back. Do you want to share what made you happy, or you want to just let the audience? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I can't share it. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. just know it's a wonderful, fantastic thing happening in my life. And, and I thank God for it. Well, hopefully we won't, you know, put you into a bad state, because just as we were starting the uh, sh show, Walt brought up the Maui Pops. And... Um, Jan just had her show, and she covered she covered the fires quite well by whatever it was that she was reading. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, I heard Jan, and I appreciate you did that, Jan. And in one of the things that you said, they were saying it's a, a DEW. I saw it in a picture, Jan. I saw it, but I haven't seen that picture since. No, I well, saw it in uh, a couple of uh, videos, actually, as well. And I haven't come across that again because I, okay. I didn't get – uh, let, let, me, let me tell you why. Because that is not a picture of Maui. There were two pictures that were out there, both claiming to be, you know, laser beams DEW. First off, that's not how a DEW works. And second of all – one of them was a, a SpaceX uh, rocket takeover, and the other one was some other weird thing. But th they were immediately poo-pooed by people who said, no, this is, and they gave the exact photograph of what they were saying was the Maui thing. So that's all bullshit. The fact it was DEW is not. But the fact that they saw some laser beam come down and start this is all bullshit. Oh, interesting. I mean, I was saying that I couldn't find it because I didn't get internet until late Wednesday, so I've only had two days, well, now three days of internet. No, as soon as, as, soon as I started to look for it, I was finding people that were saying, no, this is blah, blah, blah. So, um, and that's why you're not seeing it, you know, if it, was, if it was really getting traction, you'd still be able to find it. I mean, it hasn't been sensed <laughs> that, that way. I mean, it could have been, but I doubt it. But anyway, DW. Are the photos? What is it? The no, I'm saying my my question is, but uh, the other photos that there, somebody there is traveling along uh, a road somewhere, and you see the appearance of things, and everything looks like it's been melted. It, it looks like that that uh, that the thing that happened in China where everything was melted. Is that also false? Is that also some no, other no, place? No, no, no. The melted metal is part of the DEW thing. Mm. What I'm saying is this beam that sort of came down from space that people are saying was the DEW is not. Oh. You don't see a, a light image with a DEW. It's not in the light frequency. It's mm. like you don't see the radio frequency or television frequency. Right? I mean, you're not seeing all yeah. these beams. Of, you know, it, it's not that... That, that was, you know, no, that was fake. Um, I've actually had um, some Facebook messages from a, a contact, a friend of mine on Facebook with some more info that's saying it's not just the DW. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> Do you want me to read that? Because it's very much a link to sure. what they were doing in relation to nanoparticles and 5G. 
Yeah, go ahead. Read it. Okay, so this came in to me at 8.30 this evening. That is uh, UK time. Uh, just two weeks before the fire, the deep state democratic government was in talks with WEF, people from the Gates Foundation, to create an agreement to build 15-minute smart cities. For over 12 years, the natives of the island would not sell their land and estate to the UN, world elites who wanted to buy land in Lahaina. It's known in the world, Lahaina, Hawaii, is the second most expensive real estate in the world next to London areas. Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, Mark Zuckerberg, the UN, Bilderbergers, and hundreds of world billionaires, including BlackRock, Vanguard, all tried to buy huge portions of Lahaina, but were denied by the Lahaina citizens. Now, coincidentally, Bill Gates is already in talks to build high-rises and Oprah Winfrey will donate billions with her investors and Zuckerberg has already deployed his team to start buying the burnt houses and land from unsuspecting Lahaina victims. What's really happening? The evil is much darker than people can imagine. The nanotech inside the COVID-19 vaccine stroke boosters that carry aluminum or aluminium over here and barium exploded in people's bodies and brains, much like putting aluminium foil or fork inside a microwave and seeing the sparks and explosion. This awful deep state beta test on a massive scale was to see the full effects of 5G stroke electric bombs, transformers exploding like lightning bolts, energy directed weapons that all activated the aluminum and barium nanotechnology in people's bodies. The explosions of smart cars on a massive level was a beta test too to see if smart cars would be, could be used as bombs in other cities. It should be noted, Putin shut off all his 5G towers and destroyed them just a week before the Lahaina attack. This was reported on uh, Real Raw News, by the way. Um, I'm not sure it was completely accurate, but anyway. Um, and there are whistleblowers in Congress coming forward in 2024 against 5G military weapons. There is the English isn't perfect in this, by the way. There are already whistleblowers from major universities exposing 5G and being used as a small direct energy weapon or can be used as a massive weapon through cities. Multiple attacks, Lahaina out is taking place as police close off 12 mile range around the city. The first reported 60 deaths and now 100 deaths are false numbers and over 1,000 to 2,000 is more accurate according to local reports and citizens who have seen the bodies of missing people. There are several major reasons the police closed off the media. The police are controlled by the government who are controlled by the elites inside the Democrat-run state who are running with CIA operations and UN, Davos, deep state ops. Part of the media blackout had to do with hundreds of people who died inside smart cars that exploded like bombs. 
I'm not sure if they mean smart cars or if they mean EVs, because we know that the batteries in EVs explode. The multiple attacks of Lahaina came from energy-directed weapons, human arson, power lines, transformers that exploded like bombs. The day the attacks happened, Lahaina was sprayed with a low layering of chemtrail, aluminum and barium nanoparticles that can be exploded with strong 5G directed radiation microwaves or direct energy weapons or transformer explosions that act as electrical bombs. The deep state operations ordered police to close down roads and barricade and block in the people trying to escape. The water was intentionally shut off by Kaleo Manuel, the water official who was placed by Obama, CIA. Uh, Kaleo was ordered not to release water. Warning, warning sirens to be turned off through the city and island. The elites off the island were warned in advance and left the city. Just two weeks before the fire, the deep state democratic government was in talks with WEF. I think that's a repeat of the bit I read before about uh, setting up 15-minute cities. Uh, let me whiz past that. All donations to help Lahaina community have been blocked by social media giants and networks. Tulsi Gabbard announced she personally visited Lahaina and there is no help and no Red Cross or government aid happening. The deep state want all donations stopped immediately, even before it begins, because CIA, BlackRock, etc., etc., etc. Elites are worried a world out. A world outreach of donations would rebuild Lahaina without deep state control and their efforts to land grab Lahaina and donations would hinder their plans. The police were ordered to close off a 12 mile perimeter around the city and complete media blackout. Hang on, it's repeated a lot again. The other thing I saw was a video where the police went to a relief center you know uh, uh like where they got supplies and things and announcing that they were shutting it down on the orders of the powers that be um i mean there is so much out there about um this being unprecedented in what's going on in terms of nothing like what a normal relief program would be you know it's and 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 i still you know i still wonder um i covered on the show about this book that was released on amazon on the 10th of august saying it was chronicling what had happened in lahaina and maui between the 8th and the 11th of August. So it's out and published and being distributed as a Kindle, so a, a, an e-book, before the date that they're saying they've actually chronicled the events. Now, to me, this is either a white hat operation that's saying, hello, people, wake up. You know, how can they know what was going to happen 
before it happened unless they were responsible for it or it's the black hats the deep state thumbing their noses at people so, you know in effect a slap in the face saying uh, we just think you're too stupid to to realize this you know but i i tend to think it's the white hat side but then how could they allow this to happen you know this absolute devastation and i did see a video that was i think it was a drone over uh, lahaina showing factories that were within the devastation completely untouched and we've seen the same thing in california last year you know with the paradise fires where you've got you've got um houses completely destroyed and trees just standing untouched next to them and and cars absolutely melted and, and molten metal um it's just it's almost like science fiction Perhaps well no we saw that we saw this in 9-11 this is exactly that's why yeah. people that understand the dew know that it was a dew because the concept of a DEW or direct energy weapon is that you put out a beam of energy that at the molecular level starts a vibration. The vibration in this case, the metal, it's always metal, all right? The vibration in the metal creates a situation where there's molecular uh, uncoupling. In other words, the molecular cohesion of the metal is disrupted and a tremendous amount of heat is created in the 9-11 situation you have big huge columns of iron that have, and steel that have been actually bent like pretzels that's because they started the whatever the beam was focused on a particular area therefore causing a heat that caused it to melt that caused it to take these weird you know figure in these weird shapes in the uh, Lahana thing, it, it was every, every nail in those buildings began to burn, go into a molten situation that then caught the fire, that caught the wood on fire. Every pipe. Uh, that's why they don't find, if you look at the fires and the rubble that's there, you're not seeing pipes. You're not seeing any of the water system. You're not seeing any metal. It's just gone and so this concept of the people having the aluminum in them um would make yes it would be like an explosive reaction uh in the case of the uh, 9-11 people remember you've got basically three floors let's just talk about the second building hit you've got about three floors that have been hit by the plane but when the plane came in on the first hit, it hit directly on the, just absolutely flew in a window. In this case, it almost missed and hit the corner of the building. And in doing so, you remember the huge, huge explosive thing that came out of the other side of the building. That was because all the jet fuel blew up. So there was no jet fuel fueling the fire at the 77th floor in building two. Okay, it wasn't there, you saw it explode. So, but what was happening is that the DEW, the direct energy weapon that was 
focused on the building, okay, is not only causing the metal to begin to do this vibration and, and disintegration thing that started fires, um, but you have the same energy that was affected, that it was targeted against the metal, but the same effect, because it's not just one frequency, it's a range of frequency, was also affecting the concrete. So instead of the concrete falling to the ground and you got piles and piles of concrete, you saw the concrete turn to dust and blow away. All right, now they told you that what happened was that the fires got so bad that they melted the trussles. This was like, a, okay, the outer side of the buildings were what was holding up the buildings. Before this, this was a new architecture completely. Before this, you would buy, build a structure in the interior of it, you know, and then you'd build a, a, around it. But in this case, they built this shell, and in the shell, they put the trusses that held the floors. A totally new way of building. So when you've got the beam affecting the outer structure, it was not only taking down the beams, the, the building beams, that we, I think, that, well, I'd call them stud in the house. I don't know what they would call them. But the things that were holding up the outside of the building, that was coming apart. But so wasn't that concrete. And so you saw the concrete just turn to dust. Well, if it hit at the 77th floor, and the fire that didn't happen was supposed to have melted the trusses. Trusses means that, uh, I don't know, it was over an acre of, of building space, office space per floor, I believe. And so you've got the trusses start to melt, and then the weight causes the floor to collapse into the one underneath it. And then this double weight causes everything else beginning to do what they call pancaking. Now, if you're going to, think of this you've got a uh, floor comes down hesitation floor comes down hesitation floor comes down hesitation all right well this is 77 floors and supposedly they were pancaking well let's give a demonstration of is, is this even feasible i want you to clap your hands 77 times in 10 seconds because that's how long it took for the for the building to disappear 10 seconds it's an impossible an impossible mm. lie okay so but what what okay so in in hawaii what you've got this you don't have buildings like that so what was happening when the dew started permeating everything was that yes all of the metal started burning okay um you said that there were 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 uh, manufacturing companies or something like this that, that seemed to withstand it, okay? I saw that one church, there was an entire church that survived. And inside, there was no smoke, no nothing. An entire church. But that church looked to me like it may have been built with stone. Okay? Because, you know, I, I couldn't see what it was made of. But everything that was uh, attached to the church, like the the school that they had in another, you know, uh, assembly room type of thing, burned to the ground. So when when these <clears throat> DWs are causing this, this is this is what I'm not clear about because the the video, as it was the drone going over Lahaina, 
was showing there are a couple of very modern um, factories, manufacturing centers that look like they were had metal structures, you know, as they build the new warehouses and things that were untouched. I mean, you were saying that what we've seen in terms of DWs, where it's like a, a, a bolt of light coming out of the sky, isn't, exa- isn't how it happens. How is it a general kind of um, frequency that, that is across a whole area? Or is it aimed at particular structures? That's what I'm not clear about. Because if if you can have this devastation across an area and yet you can have individual structures untouched by it, it would seem to me that it's 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 a bit like shooting off a machine gun and you're you know you're aiming at various different targets as you're um, spraying the area. Um, do you know how that works, Nancy? Yeah, 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 all I can do is go back to 9-11, what happened. Well, for instance, okay, in um, Australia, they took a DEW weapon, which was uh, designed to work with the human body, to heat the human body up so you feel like you're burning and you just want to run away from it, okay? That's a crowd-controlled DEW. Now, the problem with those those that piece of equipment is it's not easily targeted. Okay, you can you you, you point it to, towards the crowd. Well, part of the crowd is getting burns, and the rest of the crowd is getting a. Gee, it seems a little warm, doesn't it? Because they didn't, they weren't able to develop. You know, they they still have not developed the targeting kind of concept. How do you how do you hit every person but not hit the buildings? Because they want to basically take the people down in that in a crowd situation. So th- that's why you don't see them all over the place. They're not really very accurate as far as their targeting. In 9-11, your target is the buildings, the towers themselves. And you can look at the, if you're looking at it from the standpoint of DEW, you can absolutely see with, I could, I could give, give you an hour worth of the examples of why it's DEW. But in the in the tower situation, there was just that very targeted area. But even then, they had all sorts of bizarre, uh, almost like the the like a, a radio wave would bounce off of something and then go someplace else. All right. The reason that you you I don't want to get into the science, it's, but so it bounces. All right. So what happened was that if you look at the damage surrounding the build the the towers themselves you'll find buildings that had holes in them and they were all uniform it was you know like windows with with holes in them that are perfectly round and they're you know all the same dimension and the dimensions probably you know were i don't know at least a foot maybe maybe three feet it's hard to tell them you know window versus scale and all that sort of thing but you you have them pockmarked all over the place and then a mile away on uh, fitzgerald boulevard you have a, a whole bunch of cars that were parked along the highway that just burnt up well what do we what do we mean when we say they burnt up well and think of think of something else 
well, I'll tell you the cars first. The cars, they had, their door handles were gone. The engine compartment was completely melted, but the car, the interior of the car was not, had not been scorched at all. Like there was no fire there. Okay. You have all these bizarre things where you, you can see, there's a picture of a fire truck and the engine compartment is completely gone. And yet the rest of the truck is perfectly okay. Why? Because again, if you have a, a large amount of metal, then the reaction begins to intensify. So in the, the towers, in, in the rubble from the towers, okay, not only can you not clap your hands 77 times in 10 seconds, the resulting debris field from 77 floors of metal, of desks, of all of the things that, that you put into an office space, okay, all of that stuff, in the end, you had about seven floors underneath because there were, were store there was was a, a a large area of under underground uh, facilities like a train station and stuff like this that was filled with debris and not completely compact compact but there was you know so you got some space there but on the ground you only got seven stories high of debris that's 70 feet it was 110 feet where did it go it just molecularly went blah, 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 gone. But again, one of the, the thing that tripped me right off the bat to the DEW was seeing this, he was like the head of the fire rescue people there that were coming into the, you know, this was a few days, a couple days afterwards. And he said to the audience that he was talking to, he was talking to the people that were trying to get back into the town there, Families are missing. They, you know, they need to get into the town. Well, he said to them, "Look at what we're finding. The reason that we're we don't have all these these, you know, bodies, and why we got so many people missing is that we're not finding bodies. What we're finding, if we're lucky, is a bone skeleton that, if we touch it, it starts falling apart." He said, "So if you come back into the area, that dust you're walking through is the remains of your family." That's what he said to them. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, my God, this is DEW. No <clears throat> doubt about it. Because, I, I, know. Yeah, I didn't wait, see let me, that. Let me, let, me, let me finish. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Because what, what, what the real kicker in, in the towers, the attack on the towers, you had 3,000 people in the buildings when they were attacked. Okay? They did not find any bodies. You probably don't even know that, that they didn't find any bodies. They didn't find teeth. They didn't find door handles. They didn't find doors. They did not find desks. They did not find filing cabinets. They did not find anything with metal. But what they found a shitload of was plastic and paper. Because that plastic and paper was not burning up because of the effects of the e DEW causing this friction in your body that makes you feel you're on fire and in fact that's the reason that you had so many people jumping from the from the balconies jumping out of the windows because they were on fire there was no fire threatening them but they felt they were on fire and that's why you have so many deaths from jumping if they had stayed there their bodies would have just 
been gone, just like you've got in, in Hawaii right now. So, and the other thing is, is that some of the people got into the water, into the ocean. Okay, now I, I, I ask you, you got boats in the harbor. The boats, what, what fueled the fires on the boats? There wasn't any even forest on, on the area of the land that they fired. The, there's no way. I mean, I went back and I looked at pictures of before. There was no way you could get, you know, what was it, uh, 12,000 Fahrenheit and, and you know, that would burn, a, cremate a body. And then you have, you know, a 17-minute fire. This wasn't a, an hour or three hours to cremate. 17 minutes, you got no bodies because they're all cremated. And not only that, but cremated down to the fact that they can't even find, you know, dental records or anything. They've got to go with DNA, hoping that they can find some piece of bone that they'll find a little DNA in. But the people that jumped into the supposedly burning... Uh, fire in the harbor that took out all the boats, all the boats started burning. Why? Well, because the engines on the boats are metal, they began cooking and boom, the fire started on boats that are not surrounded by fire, they're surrounded by water. But the people that jumped into the water and survived, I think it may have been that that water was protecting them from any of this DEW signals that were bouncing around. I, I, I won't I don't know enough about it, but when they said water, I said, I bet that could have stopped the uh, the reaction. Um, I could go on and I could explain a lot of this stuff to you, you know, but the fact of the matter is, is that even though they saw that beam come down, it wasn't DEW. DEW, you could be, you could have sent a drone up probably at this point in the game and put out enough. Um, but those so buildings... Are you Go saying ahead. there's nothing visible that you, you were able to say was the DEW? Correct. You wouldn't see it. Right. Interesting. You wouldn't see it. I have a question for you about 9-11. Okay. Are you, do you still believe that there were planes involved? Because the reason I say that is there have been a lot of videos which seem to show what seems to be CGI. And also, I recently saw videos that were being made by people on the ground that were witnessing the Twin Towers that didn't see any planes at all. Now, my friend who I stayed with in Arizona said, of course there were planes. His mother, who actually was given an award by the FAA recently, she's in her 90s now, uh, was apparently questioned about what happened in relation to the planes because she is a pilot and she actually trained pilots. So he was very, um, you know, <laughs> abrupt about, of course there were planes. But even that is in question. Do you believe there are actually planes or was it an optical illusion that was created to make it seem like planes had, were responsible for this collapse of the Twin Towers? I will point out my book, 9-11 Crusade. It's, it's a fiction, but it's based on fact. Okay. They had those planes under radar for the entire flights. They have the radar records, okay? 
they have a picture from the ground from a, a French filmmakers that were filming the, I think the fire department actually, uh, in New York, when they heard something, they, the guy panned the camera up and you see the first uh, plane hit. It's on video. There were people, there, there's shots. I mean, do you remember seeing the, you, you, okay, see this, this concept of, it's a, a CGI thing. You have to, it's so difficult to get somebody to see something that is a holographic image that looks as real as real. You have, it, it, it's, you have to have the right cameras at the right angle. You have to have the person in the right place to see this. From every angle at that time, you had people who have photographs of the plane hitting the second building. I do not believe that it was it was feasible or possible to create that. But my main thing that I hand my hang my hat on is that those planes were under radar, in and numerous radar. Okay, from the moment that they left the Boston airport. So why would you all of a sudden have, oh, it was fake, it was fake, it was fake? Because if it was fake, well, who faked that? Okay? But if, yeah. it, wasn't, if it was what I said in 9-11, then the only people that were involved in it were the dark state. The deep state, yeah. I, don't, I can't remember. I mean, I did read your book. It's now quite a few years ago after I read Cosmic Reality, and I love, you know, all of it. And I can't remember if it was in your book that was talking about um, how the planes navigate through using certain points on various buildings and things, which are navigational points. But, I mean, I may be completely screwed on this, but it was like, a navigational point on the twin tower on one of the twin towers was changed into a destination point or something like that which is okay. what what happened with the planes is that at that time um 2001 okay there was a new program that had been implemented it's called pegasus it was implemented into the commercial airlines because of the rash of hijackings that had been had occurred well that was that was the story all these hijackings were occurring so what they did what pegasus does is that it's a it's a system in the plane so the pilots are there and the most most of the time the pilot is not flying the plane it's automatically being flown and the way that we can have all these planes flying all over the place and in all sorts of different directions is the navigational system is set up not to look at the terrain per co concept of things. Oh, there, there's the uh, water tower for such and such, you know, like they used to do. As they built out the radio uh, navigation system, what they did was they set up a whole series of ground stations and the ground stations are there in the in the in the twin towers there was a a, a, a pinger okay that gave the planes navigation uh saying oh that's the twin towers okay now the twin towers was not an uh destination it was 
a navigational point. So it twing it tw pings the, this the navigation system and says, "Yep, we're right on track." Boom! Oh, there's that that one from that uh, military plane. They, oh, oh, they, they, all through the on the ground is this system that creates what they call electronic tunnels. So the planes are flying in these electronic tunnels. Now, in the case of uh, hijacking, and I've never exactly seen, or maybe I did. But I, I, I believe what happened was that when the pilots realized that they were about to be hijacked, they did the one thing that every pilot is trained to do. If you think you're being hijacked, you go to a panel and you put in three numbers. Okay? And those three numbers go to the radar station that's following you and it puts uh, H HJK, I think. HJK comes up on the screen to, for the radar operator. All right. Now you've got four planes that all those pilots were extremely well trained, and none of them reached down and put in that three three digit code. None of them. No. What happened was that when they put the three digit code in, it caused the Pegasus system to engage. At that point, the pilot had no control over the plane whatsoever. Pegasus was flying it. Now, if Pegasus was legitimately to be just for hijacking, what would happen is that anything that happened on the plane, nothing could change the, the, the plane from essentially flying in that electronic tunnel and landing all by itself. And... I saw a uh, jet plane that it was it was the size of a small jetliner, and that plane was essentially now you got somebody on the other side of it that may be ch telling Pegasus what to do. Okay, I'm not sure that that wasn't happening too, but you don't even need it because what they did was they took this plane, they put it in the air, and then they came down to the tarmac. That, you know, there's all under film. And they crashed it. Now, their purpose was to see what happened to the fireball because the most most people are killed in the fireball, not in the crash itself. And they were trying to determine, is there something we can do structurally to the plane so that if they crash, they don't blow up? Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that this plane by itself crashed. It could have easily had been told to land. But they were in... And it, so, you know, you've got these different little snapshots of where the science is and then you can kind of like go oh oh well, maybe this was under you know i mean it's like this is a very very real thing that they've had out there i, I mean i've got the a copy of the patent and the patent was well they have the capability to take over the the controls don't they it's a bit like they have it with cars now well that's what i'm saying that's exactly yeah. what happens but it was the fact that they put that code in there that in engaged the Pegasus. So when you've got the uh, the United and the American Airlines that is flying out of Boston, when they get, like, okay, one of them, which one was it? It was the second one. The second one, what happened was that it was going through the tunnel towards California. So it goes, it flies by New York City, okay? And then... 
instead of going by New York City and continuing its flight through Pennsylvania and then all the way across to California, all of a sudden it made a 180 degree turn, went over New Jersey and came back at New York from the other direction and was went got to got was it height you know flying height probably 30,000 feet or so and then went into a dive when it when it when it hit the building it was going at over 500 miles per hour and all of this is on radar you can match the radar to the exact timing of what exploded the towers so this is not this is not and why are they doing that to you because they want you confused. They don't want you hearing from people like me that know the truth. And I'm not alone. Trust me. I learned this by researching the, uh, what was it, pilots against, uh, pilots for 9-11 or something? Architects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The architects also. I mean, I was looking at the people that knew what was happening. And, you know, so it's not like I know all of this stuff just because I know it. No, I had to learn it. But how many people spent years of their lives, 10 years, researching every single aspect of it to write a book called 9-11 Crusade because it's, it's based on on what really happened. But I couldn't, I mean, I could get into it. I mean, I highly recommend, you want to know what happened on 9-11, read that book. I have not in any way, shape, or form felt that anything that I wrote in there is is inaccurate. And, and it's all based on the, the, the electronic uh, circuitry, uh, the tunnel, is also also based on um, satellites. And the other thing that was a real telltale sign was that in the 15 minutes, half an hour's time frame, that all of this happened in New York, the maximum number of satellites available for the electronic tunnel were above them, right above the city, okay? So they had the optimum control system in place, especially with those satellites there. So the, I mean, synchronicity, you hit in the, in the time frame where you got more uh, satellites actually working the navigation down to, you know, that they can hit the side of a building so no, Jan. Anybody tells you that, you know, tell them to go get 9/11. And I, I think maybe that's available as a PDF. I'm not sure. If it isn't, I'll put it up. Well, I've certainly got it. I, I can't remember if I've got it on Kindle. Actually, I think I probably have. But I read it years ago, and it's. I need to read it again, actually. But it's a very impressive book, I have to say. Well, it, it's. You know, I mean the it. I, I was halfway through the writing of that book when I found Dr. Wood. I'd known about her, but I thought she was absolutely insane. Who's Dr. Wood? Dr. Wood, Dr. Judy Wood. She's the one that realized it was DEW. Right. And she actually went before a judge trying to get people to pay attention to what she was saying. And uh, he said to her, he said, do you want to die? And he dismissed the case, so he wouldn't take it. That's what he said to her, because he knew that she was on to something. Um, 
but I was halfway through it when, again, she came up in my research and I was like, you know, okay, let me look at this stuff. And the website that she had at the time was absolutely unusable. I mean, she had so much data on it, so much (laughs) unbelievable facts, so much rationale as to what really happened. But it was like it was dumped there because it was dumped there. When she began to do the research, she had a a graduate student that was working with her. And he went home for a Christmas vacation or something and was shot dead in the streets. And that was a warning to her to stop, to cease and desist. So she didn't. What she did, she took everything she had and she put it on the Internet. And this was back in 2001, about that time, probably 2003 this happened. And so they didn't have the ability to take stuff down like they do now. And plus it was so incoherent as to how to, I mean, I spent so much time going through the data and reorganizing it so I understood what it meant. Um, but Dr. Wood was the one that, you know, pointed out all the, most of what, what, what I had to change the book. <laughs> I had to, you know, the, the the ending of the book, it had just taken a wild turn on me. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so interesting because, I mean, when 9-11 happened, I was in, in the UK then, of course, and I was in my corporate job. And of course, the time difference, I'd gone out for lunch and I came back and one of my team members said oh there's this plane that's hit one of the twin towers and it's collapsed i said yeah right i thought he was joking and you know then i saw the the video of it and i worked then for argos which was is still is the biggest well it's a major retail company anyway still going strong in fact i've bought most of my furniture from them <laughs> um but they had to shut down internet access for people because people were just going on to look at this but what i was gonna say is when you think about what happened not in the event itself but the broadcasting of it 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 see it to me it's a classic trauma-based mind control they were just transmitting time after time after time these same images these videos of the twin towers collapsing and everything else and you know to me it's almost like the the first real recognition and it didn't happen at the time i can tell you um of what they do to instill fear and panic into people and the company you know when i was working for this corporate company um the project that i was running was using a us-based software company to provide the software it was being integrated into legacy systems and things so i i made several trips to the us to attend these different conferences with this software company and it was just after 9-11 and i was talking to the people there and saying you know what's your view of this do you want 
the US to get involved in in this war with Iraq? And the answer always was, no, we don't. No, we don't. And of course, we know that the deep state agenda is, you know, constant wars, not only to depopulate, but also it's a main um, source of profits and revenue. And so when you join the dots, of course, it all adds up to let's go to war again, unjustifiably, as we now know. And, you know, even Tony Blair was involved. I mean, he's been, people in the UK have called him out as a war criminal because he was promoting the Iraq war in conjunction with with Bush um, on the premise of, you know, weapons of mass destruction, which didn't exist. But when you stand back and you look at the the psyops that they run, it's just, um, uh, the evil is unbelievable. We've got to take this lot down, you know. God help us all. We've got to take it down. <laughs> so, uh, sorry about going off on that, but I do happen to know a lot about it. <laughs> yeah, think- I'm glad you did. You know, we we need to keep this top of mind because it's just... Uh, one of the uh, one of the examples of the extreme that the extremes that these people will go to, you know, no holds barred as far as they're concerned. We can't let it die. No, because that's. I mean, I almost feel like that. Um, uh, oh, what was the name of the town? Uh, Palestine. Mm the town and the and the, the East train Palestine East Palestine yeah um, I, I kind of feel like that was a test run because that was absolutely and still is a horrendous situation and yet they just ignored it the president never went there they never sent the kind of help that they all of it's 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 reminiscent of what you're seeing in Hawaii now and, I, and thought, I think I think yeah. they did that and they said, see, nobody pays attention to it. We can do it out in the open and nobody will pay attention to it. I think they're getting, you know, desperate. In this. I, you see, I there's this whole concept that you're going to build a, uh, uh, the cities and stuff. I think, again, that this is a distraction. I think that there's much more to this because you've got the oldest... Uh, habitated piece of property in Hawaii, in the Hawaiian Islands, that was the capital for the Hawaiian Islands for, for a long time. Well, the Hawaiian Islands, the reason they're there is you've got a tremendous amount of volcanic uh, activity below it in the ocean. And the volcanoes are the top of the the volcanoes is what's making the islands all right now that particular area is at 19 degrees uh, south at 19 degrees north you can look and you'll see all these sacred sites on it because in Hoaglander, it was Richard Hoaglander that, that got this hyperdimensional uh, science, is what he called it. But what it is, is that 
and and you know you might know him if those people out there is somebody that is in the uh, conspiracy kind of realm talks like I do. But he was the the, the premier scientist for all of the uh, Gemini, Mercury, Gemini, even into the Apollo era. Um, he was the scientist that was with Walter Cronkite talking about the science. This is this is a very very educated man. And what's and, his name again? Uh, <laughs> oh God! What did I just tell you? <laughs> uh, uh, give me a second; it'll come to me. Okay. Uh, Hoaglander. Yeah. What was that? Richard, Richard Hoagland. Hoaglander. Hoagland. Richard. Um, so, but but anyway, he he wrote a book about um, hyperdimensional space, and it 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 it, it started. You'll know him for the guy that wrote the book about the uh, face on Mars, Hoagland. And he did it because the face was at 19 degrees uh, north in uh, Mars. And he started to wonder about, well, why is it, you know, anyway, he developed this science and it says that for whatever reason, there are power points all over the planet at 19 degrees north and 19 degrees south because of the rotation of the planet. It's enerology. It's a concept of energy. So if you've got a, a place like Hawaii that I know is one of the most powerful sacred power points on the earth, that the people that were, are most native to it, um, claim a relationship with star people because they say that there's been ETs, you know, coming back and forth through, you know, millennium in that area. Then the deep state, because the boy, they want to get control over these power points. So it might be more of a, not so much a land grab as a power grab over a power point on the earth. And I know that's kind of weird, but I just... No, this... I get that. I, I, and um, one of the... I can't remember if it was in one of the reports that I covered on my show earlier, but they're saying that it's it's the the Hawaiian Islands are kind of the remaining tips of what was Lemuria. So, yeah. you know, if you've got that ancient um, civilization as part of that island um whatever it's called island group then the the power there must be incredible i mean it, it makes you really think it makes you realize how much is hidden from us in terms of history and and you know what came to mind suddenly I th was it in the planet of the apes where they came along and they found the half covered um statue of liberty right in sand and it it made me think about easter island where you just see the heads of the easter island statues which apparently which supposedly literally are huge statues that are half buried and you know the more we go down these rabbit holes <laughs> the more we mistrust everything that we're told about our reality. Well, it's, yeah, <laughs> you, 
you know, yes, that's all true. <laughs> but but I, my feeling is that the Eastern Island could have been part of Lemuria for all we know, because um, it was a huge continent. And it might be just, you know, more of the same. I mean, if you get into the ancient alien thing, it's it's hard to dispute it now. There's just too much information out there. Um, listen, well, we're at the top. Sorry. We're the top of the hour now, so um, I'm going to play "Disturbance," <laughs> "Sounds of Silence," um, and we'll maybe when we come back we'll change the subject or let Dolly speak and Walt speak. They haven't even spoke, spoken. <laughs> Here we go. An aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine, cosmic silver nugget. Bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree, and their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied... Tell you I will, and not belabor. Mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my light saber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi Elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Oni, mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. And welcome back to Say What? It's August 19th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, Dolly Howard, and Jan Shaw. Um, you guys back? Yep, I'm yep. here. I'm here. How about Dolly and Walt? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Would you guys like to, to ask any questions or make any comments or change the subject? Well, uh. I'm... 
Go ahead. Well, I, I don't know. Did uh, what was Janet's opinion of the? I shared with her the message from uh, this gentleman, uh, Steve Morley. He's also from. He also writes from uh, England, and he sent me that uh, channeled message. So I don't know if she liked that or uh, uh, I know that Dali liked the message. I don't know. It's up to you if you want to yep. read it or something. Okay, first off, um, I, did, I, I, th I think I saw the email, but I didn't have time to open it. So, yeah, we can do whatever you want. But, Dolly, you also wanted to answer that chat. Is she in the, is she in the uh, chat? No, she's not. I'll show it until she comes. Okay. You're... you're, you're your voice breaks up. I don't know what Dolly's saying. I didn't hear either. Oh, jeez. Well, I don't know what else to plug in. Oh, come on, you son of a gun. Okay. Can you hear me any better? Talking. Yeah, I can hear you. It was just breaking up before, so go for it. Well, I, I don't want... No, you've gone again. Yeah. I uh, read you don't... until Diana... She's... Hello? Uh. Yeah, you're, you're breaking up really bad. Um, can she just restart the connection? Yeah, I want okay. to... I did it again. You did what again? I changed it. I changed it in which plug I put it in. Oh, all right. You... Now you're all right. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank so you, you want to wait until she's in the chat room? Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm going to leave it up to you to remember that. And you have something to read, you said, uh, Walt, that... Um, Dolly says we should read, correct? Yep. Uh, yeah. All right, then go for it. Okay, so let's go to my email here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I just remembered it was your um, email that, that was talking about the link to Lemuria. So yeah. go for it. Okay. This is from Stephen Morley. Hi, Walt. Here is a channel message on Maui, a moment with Mother Mary and the ancient masters of Lemuria. It is dated, uh, oh, this is uh, 1783. Beloved, beautiful sons and daughters of all of us, the ancient masters of Lemuria and I, Mother Mary, we greet you with our love and peace. We love you deeply each and every one of you. We shower you with our deepest energies of peace, forgiveness, and love. Why forgiveness in particular? Because most of you are very angry at what has just happened on Maui slash Hawaii, the ancient remains of the mountaintops of what was originally Lemuria. We, the ancient masters of Lemuria, are not surprised at what happened. And we assure you all that is not the end of the spiritually of the spirit spirituality of the place, for it remains stronger than it has ever been. 
the many thousands of our beloved children's souls who perish in the fires are at peace and in and in new invigorated aspirations for a beautiful new future for the whole island. The burnt out part is in fact, as we say, in the spiritual energies that are innately ancient Lemurias. Forgive all that has happened and go within yourselves to find your deepest love, your deepest peace and deepest kindness for your individual selves. selves. This is the time to be totally and completely in love with yourselves, beloved souls of the earth. We are very aware of those who are deeply traumatized by their experiences during the fires, who experienced these firsthand. And please remember that you each have chosen to be where you are in this moment, experiencing all that you are experiencing because you chose before you were born to be where you are right now experiencing the highs and lows of that place and in the process rising above all limitations all that does not serve you and getting back home to self-love all trials and tribulations are always about rising above what is not serving you in each moment and the best way is always to hand over all that troubles you to the spirit to the spirit benevolent beings including your son, and ask them to shower you with peace and love. You have already received guidance on how to let go of all that doesn't serve you. We, the ancient masters of Lemuria, know each of you, the ancients of the earth. You who are reading these words were in Lemuria before it sunk into the Pacific Ocean waters. Why did Lemuria sink? It was time for change. And we are not going to go into the reasons and whys because they are not serving any of you in this moment. We want you, we want you to remember that as long as you find these words drawing you and in sympathy with the recent fire happenings, it's because that part of the world was your original home when you first came to Earth. We love you, we appreciate you, and we ask you to call on us for support when you feel low, confused, angry, and even when you want a comfortable embrace during your sleep, we will be with you, supporting you, bringing you peace, love, and energies that give you strength to wake up in the morning, wanting to explore more of the beautiful things around you and all that you desire. We, know, we now hand you back to Mother Mary. My sons and daughters of the earth, I am deeply grateful to the ancient masters of Lemuria in this moment for their loving words of wisdom. I add to what they have said, that you must hand over all your pains, struggles, hardships to us. I ask you to hand over all, all that troubles you to me in exchange for peace and love. When you call on me, Mother Mary, asking for help and asking me to take all your troubles and bring you peace. This is what you will receive from me, peace. I ask you to then not go back to the fear and worry about what you ask me to take from you in exchange for peace, because by worrying you will take back to you all that you let go to me in the first place. And I ask you to keep reminding yourself of the peace from me and you're letting go by saying to yourself 
The peace of the mother fills my heart. And as I let go of, as I let go into her endless genius and grace. In this way, you are helping yourself to remain in peace and at peace no matter what challenges there are in your world and experiences. We are Mother Mary and the ancient masters of Lemuria. We love each and every one of you and we thank you, Noma Nono, for your time. Mother Mary and the ancient masters of Lemuria. And that's it. Okay, so I'm assuming you people believe that, correct? I mean, talk to me about it. What, what, why did you want to read it, you and Dolly? Just because you feel it's true? No, I don't feel all of it. Um, but can you give me a minute? Okay. Um, what about you, Walt? Uh, I... My my feeling is that uh, it's it's correct and because you you and, and Jan were talking about powerpoints and that uh, and you said that these guys and not only are they concerned about money but they're actually interested in a location because of the power in it there is an energy there's an ancient energy there's an ancient power in it and that's what they want and that that fits into what what is saying here the there they they wanted to attack that because of the energies that's there and that's where they're failing you know they they think it's a great plan oh yeah this is a great plan where you're going to kick everybody out and we're going to no no it's not going to work that way so so i thought one it, it the, both things connected one is a I, more positive message but well, well, I, I agree, and it, it's like, when, when you were reading it, because uh, I, I don't trust channeled information, uh -huh. um, I do go with uh, Matthew Ward because I've listened to so much of it that's been dead on all the time, but I don't know this person who's saying this, but I'm not disagreeing with it, I'm just not going to, you know, get down on my knees let's put it that way um but i look at it at, at the situation there and i do feel that as you were reading it i was feeling like okay so what what is it they're up to what what you know what do they think they're getting and i got this feeling that there's two layers of actors the layers of Gates and Oprah and Blackwater that want to get the place for economic reasons. And the UN, you know, left side people doing their crazy bit with, uh, you know, the world control type of thing. I don't know that they realize what it's really about. Because I think that the ultimate, let's say, adversary is somebody who's not particularly at war with human beings as these people are they're at war with Gaia and I think there's a layer of this now now think in terms of a chess game you remember you know the where you've got two three tiers of chess happening at the same 
I get the feeling like that, 5D chess. Yeah. I get I get the feeling that um yes, they're doing all of this evil stuff. And but they're doing it in such an open brazen way that we can figure it all out. So, but they don't seem to care anymore. It's almost like they've given up. Uh, they think I guess maybe they they think they've lost and they keep going or they think they've won. And they just don't care. We, they think we, we, we're no opponent to them. But again, I think there's two tiers of rational. Well, rationality is not really there. Um, two tiers of operations going on. The one where these uh, low-level people, the Gates and the Oprahs and that sort of thing, are anti-human. We know how evil they are. They're the bloodline. They're the royal bloodline and the bloodline and the bloodline and the genetics and all of this stuff. But behind it, there's another tier of spiritual beings who are trying to take Gaia down. And this, I know that this sounds, well, we're always sounding Google, but that's what I was getting when I was listening to that. What I, I'll tell you what I'm getting, and it's very much in alignment with you, what you're saying, Nancy, is... As you say, there's like a two, there's a tiered element here. And I think we're meant to to think that the people like Gates and Oprah and the Klaus Schwab and that what what we're seeing is the so-called elites. They're only in this for the power and the money. They're literally in it for the materialism that that level of physicality um i mean let's face it we never see anything in in the news about the rothschilds and the rockefellers and they aren't even the top level what i'm feeling is that this is this is almost like um a level of deception <clears throat> relative to <clears throat> this concept of draining the swamp or draining the sewer because, you know, we've got all this political movement, the MAGA movement and everything else, which I completely support, which is going after the people who are literally in it for the power and the money. And yet this is not the the tier that actually is controlling and looking to retain this control on a spiritual and energetic level and i i, I just got this image in my head of the uh, wizard of odd where the witch is melting right mm. and as she melts those scary little teddy bear creature things that were running around doing all this evil just the all monkeys. the monkeys the monkeys yeah they were all of a sudden free right and then the, and they, and the good side of them came out right mm. it's sort of like that if we can kill the wicked witch of the west well then we can free everybody even the even you know i mean even even the even the evil ones that we're talking about that are playing the 3d game you know, they won't have any power. If you think about it, I mean, the more I've <laughs> been the in this awakened state, 
going down rabbit holes and believe me i haven't gone down the deep rabbit holes that a lot of people have but you know i have i have um learned about the fact that so you know it's it's there in plain sight um it's indiana jones and the oh shit what was the first one that he did indiana jones and the anyway where they where they found the ark of the covenant you know it was basically saying that the nazis were really looking for all the occult stuff they were going far more into all the power of the occult um it's like um you know other other organizations it's it was actually i think one of the reasons for going into the iraq war if i remember rightly that they were looking for the the tomb or the sarcophagus of an ancient and i can't remember the name of it some ancient um king or prophet most of this that is engineered or controlled by the people at the highest level is all about the occult it's not about it's not about the money it's not about the power in in a material term they think they are aimed at gaining a control which is on a um, an occult spiritual demonic whatever level which is way above the just the money and the the you know political power or economic power or whatever it is and i think that it's almost like we're being we're being conned into thinking well if we deal with the politicians and if we deal but with the you know these corrupt um oligarchs and all the rest of it then the job's done but it won't be because unless we take out these highest echelons of those who are in league on a on an energetic spiritual you know that kind of level we're going to get a repeat of the same thing happening again so actually, actually as you were talking you you were you could have been talking about Nazi Germany yeah Exactly. You know, absolutely. And down down to the fact that, you know, I mean, okay, I have this relationship with George Patton. And one of the things that George realized at the end of the war is that his enemy was not the German people. It was some awful evil behind the German people. And so technically we won the war and stopped that particular timeline. But those people were were not touched and they have infiltrated you know the entire us society economy culture everything operation Since, paperclip well that was uh, that was just part a big, of it anyway yeah that was just that was nothing compared i mean over 20,000 nazi ss individuals disappeared after world war 2 a lot of them went to Argentina and Chile and South America, but a good portion of them came here. 
And you can you can learn all about that in Cosmic Reality, a book I wrote that you can now. I know you can get that as a PDF. Just go to CosmicReality.com, go to the books and blogs, go down to Cosmic Reality, and you can get a free PDF copy of it. You can still buy it, but you know, PDF is right there at your hands at the end of this show. So, and it'll explain to you, you know, this whole intricate thing between the Nazis of Germany and what were what what's behind what's happening here. And, um, yeah, I think it's important for us. I think that they're showing their hands, and I think that it is distraction from the real evil. But I think that the real evil is being uncovered. And as I was listening to the song, uh, Sounds of Silence, that, by the way, was written, you know, a long time ago. This is a new version of it. Simon and Garfunkel originally made it in the 70s. Well, late 60s. Um, but this particular sound is that sound of silence. As I was listening to it, I'm thinking in terms of, you know, what, what was he saying? He was saying, you know, sounds that will never be heard. You know, uh, music that and, and all of this, this deep kind of like creative essence of people is not being heard in the silence. Well, it is. That is what we're doing, because if you hear, if you don't, if you can't hear something, okay, it's you're not really hearing it, and you can't really see it. But from the beginning of of this station, I said we need to get a few people together that can change the collective consciousness of humanity, and I think that. What's happening is that these conversations that we have, when we start to focus on, wait a minute, who is the real enemy? Where is the real distraction? When we start to talk like this, it's because we're we're altering the consciousness of humanity and and it's going to become part of the subconscious of every human being. And so it's like everything that they do now is causing us to take another leap in this grand enlightenment i mean awake no we're awakening we're in the process of really seeing what's out there anyway i'm done (laughs) yeah and i i think these conversations i mean when you were talking about you know before i i can't even remember now but it whatever you were talking about triggered and it was a feeling it was an intuitive thing that says don't think that just by tackling this on a political level, you're going to solve everything because there's, there are layers way above this. I mean, it really is a spiritual war that we're in. And we can't just focus on it being a political war. And that's, that's almost what people have become obsessed with, you know, the, and, you know, I still love Trump to bits. I'm not even in the U S anymore, but I would, support him to the ends of the earth because i do feel that he was put into this position for a reason um as part of this as as a spiritual warrior definitely and he's having to deal with a lot of battles currently you know it's a bit like um george and the dragon or some you know archangel michael Um, going after things i'm not suggesting trump's an archangel by any means but you know 
um, it's easy to get just uh, caught up in the political battles here. But this, you know, the more I'm, we talked about it, the more I'm realizing it is at a much, 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 much higher level than this much higher and we're seeing it play out we're seeing the evil in plain sight we're seeing the the mutilation of children the this transgender agenda to groom these children to thinking they're in the wrong bodies and literally you know when you look at the images of the so-called surgeries that are being done it's just un unbelievable what's happening. And we see what happens with um, Maui. The, and we thing, see the all thing, this, you know. The thing of it here is that we're seeing it. And I exactly. believe, yes. I, I believe yeah. we're seeing it because the, the consciousness, the collective consciousness of humanity has already changed. Mm. And so it's, it's like we it's it's like the unveiling you know Absolutely. All now we can see it so now they're doing it so blatantly i don't think they're intentionally doing it blatantly it's like the book thing okay that you said there's a book out there that was published before you know whatever before the event actually happened talking about it i'm sure that's a black operation trying to get the first book out there that explains the narrative they want us to hear Okay, and what happened was the same thing with like the Georgia uh, deposition papers being released before mm. the grand jury even voted. voted yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. either somebody's mucking around with time, which could be true, you know, or they're you know somebody's there to say to Amazon uh, instead of publishing this, you know, a week later, publish it now. You know, and I don't think that's what's happening. I think it's more of their mess. Somebody's messing around with time. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm still questioning. You know, we know that Biden isn't Biden. And I mean, there was this thing this week when Karine Jean-Pierre posted on X, which is now, you know, what was Twitter, um, put this post out under her account saying when I ran, ran for president, I mean, it's a complete um, exposure of the fact that she's running P POTUS's um, Twitter page, Twitter account. There is so much exposure going on at the moment that I have to believe that this is all under white hat control because it's all it's all coming out there in plain sight this has been happening since the start of the year and i've said it over and over in 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 my show more optics more exposure it's out in the open more and more people are seeing it and um this is you know the 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 belief is the theory is that if if Trump had won in 2020 and had gone in and started, you know, uh, draconian measures against the opposition, um, there would have been such an uprising. And so just the continuing 
exposure of the corruption is bringing more and more people over to the realization that, shit, there's something majorly wrong here. And it's not it's not just happening in the US, it's, it's in the UK as well. The UK is going through similar things in terms of the open borders that the US is. We've got people coming over in droves f- over the channel in dinghies being brought in, housed in hotels, committing gang rapes against young girls these are Somalis, these are Muslims, these are, and this is not racism, this is just fact. Um, it's, it's completely um, impacting on the national, you know, the nature of being British. It's the same in Europe. The French were up in arms. I haven't seen them doing that recently. They were up in arms and and uh, protesting against the level of immigration. We've got the Hungarian MEP saying, no, we're not going to allow this. I think it was Poland, one of the Eastern European countries, has actually been doing a referendum on uh, immigration. And, and the thing is, the EU, as far as I understand it, and you may know more about this as part of your um your research, Nancy, was that it was set up after World War II as a follow-on to for this globalist agenda because it's the EU that has been opening the borders and encouraging all this unf- unfettered immigration from all these... Um, Muslim and other countries. I mean, it, people are saying, what the hell is going on? We, you know, we, and I, I don't have any issue with people of a different color, creed, whatever. I mean, when I grew up, um, there had been immigration, particularly from India and Pakistan, because they were part of, at the time, the British Commonwealth or the British Empire, whatever you call them. And, um, you know, I had co-students um, who were uh, re- literally came over from Uganda. There were Ugandan Asians when Idi Amin was in power and was literally massacring people. I've never had an issue with that, and it was it was done in a way that – at the time, legitimately, after the war, needed um, people in to fulfill certain jobs. That was fine. Got here is a t- in both countries and across Europe is a totally different scenario. You know, it's not people coming in genuinely through legal means to better themselves. It's literally parasites coming in to feed off the wealth or the um, the economic benefits of a country without any intention to contribute anything to the country that they're coming into. Yeah, it's the same situation, you know, all over the world. But 
again, that's the drama of the 3D. All right, let's go back to, you know, what you said concerning white hat operations. Now, I've been a proponent of the fact that there is a plan, although I believe it's God's plan. I also believe there's a human plan. And I think the book of the human plan, um, and I do believe there are white, hat, white hats out there. I think it got, uh, let's say, a little disrupted. <laughs> I think their plans had to be changed rather rather abruptly. Um, however, if we look at it from the standpoint of what we were talking about before, it very much might be a situation where a lot of the things that we are saying could be a white hat operation isn't necessarily a planned white hat operation. I think we're in a, a, a time frame where every single human being's thought is influencing the outcome of the game. Now, I'm not talking about these people that are, you know, don't really think. I'm talking about people that understand the game and are into it, the people that it's our audience. And what I think we need to do now is to think in terms of, okay, we know all this stuff is happening on the playing board, but who are the players? Where is the game really happening? And it's happening, again, at the conscious level. If we can consciously begin to say, well, you know, maybe this book release before the fact happened is actually a metaphysical response to our position as we've had enough of this let's stop this game this is crazy let's take control here what if even though they're doing these things we have enough energy on our side to manipulate a new reality whereas the old reality would say those people won't even see it the new reality is everything's out in the open. And so everything they try to do is having these glitches that is opening the veil wider and wider. I'm not sure it's all this white hat 3D operations. I think a lot of this but is I, coming from... I think there's a there's a, an important point that has to be pointed out is that if you are conscious of what you're saying of of your level of perception so it behooves you not to let them take your energy in the form of your attention because i i, I there's a lot of good meaning people that get totally possessed by the iniquity the uh, injustice the, you know the horror and everything is that they 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 get taken they get uh they they drop their vibrations drop really low because they're totally possessed by this thing, and and that's the key, not to be possessed by this. How to like like uh, the posse tells Dolly, you know, send love blankets. Are they telling her to be stupid? Are they telling her to be unconscious? No, they're giving the her the key to how to beat this thing. You don't beat evil with more evil. You don't fight fire with fire. And and it's very important to be focused on okay, they're doing this. Let's well, let's give them love and gratitude. Let's see how they can process that energy. The the answer is they can't. They they they, they explode because they cannot tolerate that energy. 
So it is important that we don't drop down in our vibration. I I absolutely agree. It's just, I mean, I'll, you know, this this is all this always has to be a very conscious decision because, you know, when you see some of the things that happen, there is that emotional response of empathy, of sympathy, of horror and everything else because we're human, you know, and we look at things that just stand out as being so evil, um, you know, it's like I have to do a reset and say, no, this is exposure. This is what we need to come out. It's not easy to keep that um, vibrational frequency, that frame of mind to say, yes, we're going to be loving and forgiving when we're faced with that level of evil. evil. There's no other word for it. So it requires a very dedicated um a dedication to being well, self-controlled. All you need is awareness. Become aware that when you fall into the into the the pain, the commiseration, you know, all oh, the this uh, the unfairness and all this, you're playing into their game. That's they need you. They need your vibrations to drop down. So they need your 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 feeling of of pain and, and injustice and. That's what they, they they that's what they want. So you're playing into their game if you yield to that. I, I'm I'm not saying it's super easy. If it if it were easy, we would all be doing it. But it has to be done because they will not tolerate high vibrations. I want to. Uh, I agree. Let me let me jump in here for a second because um, there was a situation where something awful I heard about Maui. And it threw me into just, I mean, like this gut-wrenching heartbreak. But instead of going that way and getting angry, I've learned to do something that I learned a long time ago. We, w- we got together as a group, and when there was a specific problem, like a hurricane or an earthquake or whatever, we would get together and we would do remote viewing essentially by a technique of going into tunnels and following the energetic tunnels of it's you know it is it is a way of getting places and understanding where you're going um i worked with them for a long time but i got to the point that now i don't need to do that i just need to go where i need to go and what what happens is that it's when we were doing this is that we would go there and as a group you know there was i don't know six or seven of us as a group going there and what would happen is that we'd get to these places where like a hurricane hurricane uh oh i forget the name of it up north carolina and it was one of those situations where there was a lot of grief about what had happened to nature and stuff but it was within the human being themselves it was like the people that had survived and saw the destruction and stuff that was they they needed help, okay? But nature itself did not seem to need help. Well, gosh, we just got whacked, you know? Okay, we re- regrow. But the one that was so impressive was one where we went to the earthquake that was in, um, I don't even remember California, but I don't remember which city it was in. It was where the um, overpass crashed and people were crushed and all, terrible, terrible, a lot of deaths and everything. 
Well, we got there and we were all kind of like astounded because the people that had been killed were absolutely fine. They had agreed to this. This is what we're going to do. So at at an etheric spiritual level, they were all fine. So when I've been in these situations since then, I've learned that I may think that this was terrible because of the optics of it, but was it terrible to the people that were actually involved in it? And this one situation I got drawn to, and I realized that, no, the people that are had this horrible story, they were fine. They were fine. I don't know how to explain it other than they were fine. Even though they were going through 3D stuff, they were already out of body. They were fine. So if we can concentrate on the fact that these people that went through this, went through it under contract, and now they are on the other side in a position to assist us in a more powerful way. You know, so every time they take somebody out like this, they just go on to the spiritual side. It's a spiritual battle. Anyway, you're ab- you're absolutely right. I mean, I can't I can't challenge that at all. Sometimes in the day to day life, it's just so difficult to remember so that. It, you know, <laughs> if I'm understanding Nancy correctly, this this sounds like the cabal just shot themselves in the foot. Because they've added all the all these people that are actually now going to be working against them. Mm. Not only that, the Hawaiian <laughs> natives, their bloodline goes back to the beginnings. Mm. No, they well, also, if you... the head, they didn't shoot for the feet; they shot themselves in the head. Mm. These people are magical. I mean, you guys are you know dolly dolly sensitive. Feel them. You know, especially the young ones. I mean, their energy level now, I mean, everything that was, that's going to happen is not a, necessarily a 3D white hat thing. It could be these people on the other side now that are saying, nope, that was the last time you're going to do that. It's a different way of looking at reality. Dolly, are you there? No? Yep. Okay. I'm here. Did you uh did you want to say something? Well yeah, I wanted to say two things, but I don't know if I have time. The most imp- important thing I want is to read Diane's angel story. Diane from in our chat room. She's here now. She says, good day, all. Hi, Dolly. Okay, wait a minute, Dolly. You're breaking up. Dolly, you're breaking up. We can't understand what you're saying. Do you have a copy of that? It's 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 in the chat room. Okay, um, what do you guys want to read it for us, please? And then and read it from chat. Yeah, I'll read it. Okay, you read it, and uh, then Dolly can say what she wants to say, or we can okay. answer it. Okay. Okay, good day all. Hi, Dolly. Here's my angel story. My daughter, and this is from Diane1111 in chat. 
my daughter at the age of 16 asked if she could spend the night at Sarah's house. I said, okay, thinking her dad's new house was in Roseville. At night, a, a rogue heavy snowstorm came and put new deep snow ruts on all the roads. Turns out the house is in Detroit, at the border of Gross Point, a dangerous area. My daughter called me at work saying she is lost and stopped at a video store. I was at work and told her to call Sarah to get directions. There was nothing I could do. No cell phones, roads dangerous, and I was at work on deadline. I prayed to God, asking him to get her there safely. I then said God sent her an angel to bring her to the door. Total belief God was in charge and she'd be safe. My daughter called soon afterward that she made it safe to Sarah's house. She said a black woman heard her talking on the phone. The woman said, I know exactly where that is, follow me. And she drove her to the door pointing at the house. We believe she was an angel who led her to the door. I think that's the end of it. Is that right, Dolly? Yeah, I think so. Um, but that's a pretty special story because mm. Detroit does have bad places. Mm. And so she had an angel help her out. And I did want to share that with people because it's so important that I point out whenever I can, the angels are watching over us. Am mm. I breaking up? Mm -mm. No. Oh, good. No, you're fine now. Maybe the angels have switched on your, <laughs> your yeah. Wi-Fi. <laughs> I hope so. And I want to thank you, Diane, for sharing that angel story. And I want to tell anyone else who will chat in the chat room, please, if you have angel stories, please share them. We all need to hear them. We need the positiveness, the good energies from these stories. And... uh that's all I have to say. Well, I'm convinced that me getting this place that I'm in now um, was definitely divinely guided. And I don't know what the um, additional ramifications are. Was it I, your fortress of solitude, you mean? <laughs> my fortress of what? Solitude. You know, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. Superman's uh, special... Special <laughs> fortress in the North Pole or South Pole, wherever, which, whichever pole he's in. <laughs> well, something like that. But it's so weird because I'm in a, an area that I'd never even thought of living in. Never didn't know anything about it. I, it was one of those things where I, I had to, you know, I've moved around so much since I landed in at the end of May. And because of circumstances with my brother's house, having sold it and not having his new house, I had to go to Airbnbs. And I ended up, the only option was an Airbnb in Rugby in Warwickshire. And Rugby is its a nice town. I mean, it, Rugby School is one of the top elite private schools in the country, believe me. So it's, you know, quite upmarket. Um. So I ended up in rugby for three weeks and I was looking for places near where I'd lived 
when I was here before, which was Leicestershire. And then near my brother in Coventry, which where we close to where we both went to university. And then suddenly this came up in online in the rugby area. And it's like, okay, this looks good. And it's a brand, you know, it's a whole new community. And it's it's a really interesting place. Everything is new. It's like a new town. But it's got trails where you can walk and ride bikes. They've landscaped it, so it's not everything on top of each other. They've kept certain areas um, natural, not mowed, to, you know, support wildlife. So are you renting or buying I'm renting, mm. not in a position to buy at the moment. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of in this place that I would never have envisaged finding myself in this area. But I know, I have a knowing that this is meant to be. It just happens so easily. And yet every other place I'd looked at, because I've got a dog, of course, you get down to the bottom of the list oh well if they've got a dog we've got all these people wanting it and they haven't got dogs so we'll give them a preference this place actually says oh yeah we're completely dog friendly and everything else and it's like in my lap <laughs> i mean it's slight it's more expensive than i had intended to pay but it's got advantages that others don't and be careful but now now, now someone will want to be your boyfriend because you have a great place <laughs> <laughs> well i did get approached in the supermarket see see <laughs> yes oh it's so funny because i've my uk driving license has expired and to renew it i had to get a photo and i went to one of these photo booths and i sat in there and oh my god it's oh you've got to make sure your head's in this frame and all the rest of it and i eventually came out and i got these photos and to be honest they are awful <laughs> and this guy walked up to me he said oh what are your photos like and i said oh they're terrible and he said he looked at them he said well no they're not bad at all he said but they're, they're not that good from these and he runs he's on the the executive board of the low of the rugby and it's in rugby um neighborhood watch so i ended up chatting to him and he gave me his card and all the rest of it but i'm i'm not in the market believe <laughs> i'm not in the market <laughs> uh, uh, well, you better tell you better tell your angel because you, you might get ideas so <laughs> Let's ask Dolly. We're, we're near the end of the show here, so let's ask Dolly if she's got anything else that she wanted to to mention or say or talk about. No, Dolly. not really. Thank you. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so, Walt, is there anything else that you wanted to say? The comments? No. Anything? No. Thank you. Uh, come on, Jan. You must have something else to say. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, apologies for for kind of 
dominating the night's conversation. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it because I was feeling pretty tired before it started, but I was energized by the wonderful conversation. So I thank you for that. We were uh, counting on you taking over the conversation, so don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, every time we have a show, we say, well, Jan's going to be on, so we don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That's very sweet of you. But I mean, considering I'm inherently an introvert, you guys bring out the extrovert in me. So there you go. <laughs> well, well, plus we're, we're, you're in a place where you're surrounded by people you really don't know and you're probably not talking to anybody. It was like, you know, on, on Wednesday, this is so funny. On Wednesday, I've got a live show with Honey Avedisia. So I'm setting up the Skype and everything. We're about to go live. And um, she's saying, Nancy, Nancy. And I'm thinking, why the hell can't she hear me? And this went on for a bit before I realized I wasn't talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well, used I to talking to people. And finally I said, oh. And she said, oh. And I said, I, I, you didn't hear me because I wasn't talking. And we started laughing so hard, you know, it was like, uh, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must well, say, I, say I, I, was I was out, out um, um, trying to find a back up my rental car because it's got to go back tomorrow and I'm not supposed to have pets in it. And of course, Keisha's been in it. I did have a sling thing that covered the back seat that I brought with me from the US, but I had to do all that. And then this dog runs up and, and kind of jumps up against the back of me and it I'd seen it from the neighbor across the road. So I went over and I rang the doorbell and I said, is this your dog? Oh, yeah. She's got out because she got a young kid and it had obviously been let out by mistake. So I've already connected to one neighbor. And then there's another one, which is literally next door, who has a taxi company. And I said, Oh, well, I've got to take my rental car back. Maybe I can use you. So I'm already getting to know the neighbors. So I'm maybe not going to be as introvert as I expected. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. And it's good. You got a taxi guy right next door to you. How much more? Yeah. Can you yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you all for being here. I appreciate you guys being here and talking, listening to me and to the rest of us. And I appreciate my co-host. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be blessed. Say what? Say what radio show with no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs>